Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. By launching missile attacks on civilians, Russia has proven once again that it is a terrorist state. Make sure that Ukraine can continue to succeed on the battlefield. Continue economic support. The possibility of a strike among all 12 of the nation's railroad unions. They sense that the Republicans are going to take charge in the House. Keep our numbers in the Senate. We're going to win big on Election Day. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. News and Views, Tom and Benny and Clark and you. And uh, it is looking really interesting. Every day that goes by that we get closer to the uh, midterm elections, I am more and more optimistic that the Democrats are going to get their bell rung. I mean, <laughs> big What time. happened? Yeah, well, you're going to find out, Joe. Uh, before we get to politics, Angela Lansbury passed away. Murder, 90, she wrote. 90, yeah, murder, she wrote. 96 years old, five days shy of her 97th birthday. Uh, survived by three grandchildren, three children, five great-grandchildren. And um, she, uh, murder, she wrote star, six Golden Globes, 18 Emmy nominations, Honorary Oscar for Lifetime Achievement in Motion Pictures. Lansbury also has a National Medal of Arts and a Kennedy Center Honor. 96, passed away um, last night, actually today, but uh, in the middle of the night, uh, early early morning. Of, I, I think uh, she had a uh, she had a pretty big stage career as well as Yeah, I think TV that's where she news. started out. Yeah, yeah. 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 She was, she, I think she started, I think her family came over from Great Britain in the 40s and... Uh, Started on stage in, uh, there she is, if you're watching online. Um, started on stage in the uh, 50s, and I think her first m- movie was uh, back in the 60s. But uh, 96 years old. I- I'd say that's a uh, life well lived, a long life. Uh, Fox News is now covering the um, Ted Budd, Sherry Beasley race, and it was really interesting because. Uh, if you've watched any of the debate on Friday night between the two, you heard Beasley say at least a dozen times, reminded us that she spent 20 years as a judge and that she was always defending the rule of law. She really fought back on Ted Budd's accusation that she was part of the crowd that wanted to defund the police and restructure the whole criminal code. Uh, Fox News took her to task. Now, I don't know how deep into the debate they got, but they're reporting North Carolina Democrat Senate candidate Sherry Beasley is a strong proponent of ending the cash bail system. And during her time as a judge in the North Carolina Supreme Court, insisted there is, quote, great value in that premise of dismantling the criminal justice system and restructuring it, as outlined on the Beasley campaign website. The Tar Heel State Democrat supports ending some mandatory minimums and ending the cash bail system, particularly for nonviolent offenders. Listen, that is the nose of the camel in the tent. <laughs> and if you think it's going to end there with somebody like Beasley, you're sadly mistaken. I mean, you, you see these. This is the same way this kind of policy has gotten into cities like New York that now is just overrun with crime. I mean, you have people on the streets of New York just sucker punching other people for no reason. Yeah, and and you know, 
not that you, you know i mean you don't see it anywhere else but fox news but i mean just look at the statistics the fbi statistics i yeah. mean don't lie uh, i mean the crime is up everywhere and it's uh worse for the last two or three years with this whole well since the uh, summer of love so to speak with george floyd and after that and all those rights but uh did you watch the debate uh, I, I didn't watch it live I, I watched the whole thing but it was after i watched yeah, it online I, I, that's what i did and uh, i was um you know <laughs> i i don't think either one of them did particularly well but i did think bud uh i cert- give uh, but a little little uh, uh that's what i said yesterday I, i'd have to give it to him but oh, n- not by a wide margin no not no but I, I i thought he did a pretty good job of um hitting the key points which mainly you know, you elect Jerry Beasley, you're just you can rubber stamp everything Joe Biden and Democrat Party does, and oh, yeah. that's what she's yeah. going to do. Uh, to I think it was today, I know it was today when I read it, but in the Charlotte Observer, which if you know anything about Charlotte Observer, it's just like the News Observer. New Observer. Same, I mean, same company. Yeah, same company. It's it's uh, leaning left is is an understatement. <laughs> um, and you know they're kind of fact checking the debate and course you could tell it was having they were you know kind of leaning towards being more critical of ted budd but at the same time you know they they hit sherry beasley on a few things and so that so that tells me well gosh even they're smart enough to say that hey we can't admit that she didn't say a lot of falsities in well, in, well two things that were glaring and ted budd re- responded on one and sort of missed the other but the two things that were incredibly glaring when it came to abortion she came out and said well women have a constitutional right right mm-hmm. i mean it was just uh hello have you heard about the dobbs case and then when they're talking about crime and they're talking about uh voter integrity she comes out and she says well on january 6 there were hundreds of police officers injured or killed <laughs> and to that ted budd didn't even respond i was thinking i was falling out of my chair I said ted respond to that please yeah, I, I noticed that, and that's one of those things where um, sometimes you need to be listening instead of thinking. You're yeah, thinking about yeah, what you're going to yeah. say. Yeah, next. it's easy for me to say. As yeah. I, I, I was not up on the stage. Yeah, but one thing point. she did completely misstate uh, was really his position on abortion. I mean, he just yeah. he just uh, voted, or he may even co-sponsored the uh, Lindsey Graham bill. I think wasn't he a co-sponsor on that? I I, I, I don't know. I think he might have been, um, or supported it rather, but. Uh, yeah, she just completely misstated what what he said about abortion. I think you're right. I think you, the Lindsey Graham um, basically. Uh, I mean, it's it's basically what the like the state of Alabama has passed for abortion that mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to have abortion. Speaking of that, uh, I think it was last night they had the J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan debate up in Ohio, <laughs> and. You know, the, the, and it was is interesting to note too that um, uh, the Daily Wire, I think, is reporting the fact that James Carville, the uh, raging Cajun, has come out and told Democrats, guys, the abortion issue is not a winning issue. I mean, for one thing, it's it, it is. I talked about this yesterday. All these all these polls that come out, it doesn't even show up on the chart as a concern. Because everybody, everybody is so consumed with trying to to live and have enough money to buy gas and buy groceries, but they keep the the Democrats somehow think this is the magic potion that is going to get them across the finish line. 
So Tim Ryan is lying about J.D. Vance in Ohio. Those are the two, J.D. Vance, the Republican for the um, Portman's Senate seat, and uh, Tim Ryan, who's a congressman, is running for that seat in the general election. Tim Ryan has been lying about J.D. Vance's uh, position on abortion. And so during the debate, it came back to J.D. Vance, and one of the things they were talking about is – you know, there was a 10-year-old girl that was raped in the state of Ohio. And the Democrats love to use this as the example of why Republicans are so radical and so unfair when it comes to the abortion issue. J.D. Vance took this and just clobbered Tim Ryan coming back. This is cut for Clark. As an exception. Look, I've always believed in reasonable exceptions. This is a misrepresentation of my view. But let, let, let's hear it from me, not from Congressman Ryan. Uh, I, I absolutely think the 10-year-old girl, the case that we've, of course, heard a lot about, an incredibly tragic situation. I mean, look, I've got a 9-year-old baby girl at home. I cannot imagine what's that, what that's like for the girl, for her family. God forbid something that, like that would happen. I have said repeatedly on the record that I think that that girl should be able to get an abortion if she and her family so choose to do so. But let's talk about that case. Because why was a 10-year-old girl raped in our community, raped in our state in the first place? The thing the media and Congressman Ryan, they talk about this all the time, the thing they never mentioned is that poor girl was raped by an illegal alien, somebody that should have never been in this state in the first place. You voted so many times against border wall funding, so many times for amnesty, Tim. If you had done your job, she would have never been raped in the first place. Do your job on border security. Don't lecture me about opinions I don't actually have. Go watch the video of that. Because Tim Ryan has this look on his face as, oh, I'm done. <laughs> Stick a fork in me. I'm done. I mean, he really did. He, he, he you talk about having the wind knocked out of your sails. Uh, boy, Tim Ryan realized he had stepped in it, and J.D. Vance just hit a grand slam home run. And it's, it's bad enough for the Democrats that, you know what, on a scale of – one to a hundred abortion comes in at about three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet to, to have Vance take that and turn it around, turn it on its head and, and sock it right back to him was rather sweet. Yeah. It's been kind of funny. You know, Ohio is another one of those bellwether States, <clears throat> kind of like North Carolina, yeah. Pennsylvania and Tim Ryan for the last several weeks, it's been kind of amazing to see how he's trying to run to the middle. Oh yeah, and he's radical as heck. He oh, supports. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, I mean, he's been all silent and then talks about defunding police in the past, and now he's, you know, he's the crime dog now. You think? And uh, I don't think the Ohio uh, voters is going to buy it. And plus, you know, JD Vance. Uh, I mean, he's got a better story. Even, even yeah. I mean, this guy came from. I mean, obviously wrote a book. He'll did a. Did a Oh, did a, yeah, there's, did a there's, movie, um, kind of award-winning movie as well, about his life. And, I mean, here's a prime example of a guy that says, you know what? To heck with heck with my family, to heck with the, my lot in life, I can do it. And uh, He's got a story very similar to Tim Scott in South Carolina. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, was, he, he grew up in the, the, the hills of, uh, was it Kentucky, I guess, and, and uh, moved to Ohio. But, uh, I mean, a, a story out of coming out of sheer poverty, 
uh, poor education and really went into the military, pulled himself up by his bootstraps and just really has made a name for himself. <laughs> yeah, Tim Ryan, had he definitely had the deer in the headlights oh, yeah. look there. <laughs> yeah, he, got, he got clobbered. He got clobbered. Um, that is a, uh, a fun story to watch because I think J.D. Vance, now they're saying it's neck and neck. Uh, again, I, I'm just feeling very, very optimistic. And there's only about what, less than 30 days left. I, it's, it's, it's possible that Republicans could blow it all. They, they're very good at that. I, I, I hope it doesn't happen. Down in Florida, the DeSantis campaign is humming along on all cylinders. Now, stop and think about this. Ron DeSantis has just come through the worst hurricane that has hit Florida in years, probably decades is safer to say, and just a precision response. I mean, he is hitting it out of the park. I mean, and this this coming in the midst of his campaign for running for re-election, you know, you would think you'd say to yourself, oh my gosh, what a worse time for this to happen. And it was a terrible time for it to happen, for a terrible thing to happen to, to Florida and Florida's residents. And yet DeSantis, and it's not, it wasn't a political ploy. DeSantis is competent. That's <laughs> the bottom line. He's competent and his competence is showing and shining through what happened with this hurricane that just came through. He's taken on one of the biggest woke corporations, Disney, only to have that woke corporation basically raise the white flag. He has taken on government education, the transgender crowd in government education, passing his parental rights legislation, which now other governors are trying to imitate. But perhaps, and all those things, to have that on your resume are, is, is just lights out. I mean, it's just, you know, the, the, you don't want to run against a guy with that kind of resume. Well, if you, you now want to slam dunk it and, and just really put it to the opposition, the DeSantis campaign did that today. This might be his strongest asset in this campaign, not only for being reelected to governor. And again, I know DeSantis is just saying, look, I'm just focusing on my governor's race. <laughs> He's not raising all that money to run for governor. I can tell you that. But, but this next ad, I mean, he can he can just put it in the archives and bring it back out in 2024 when and if he's running for the presidency, which to me, it looks like that's a pretty good possibility. This ad does not feature DeSantis and it doesn't go after his opposition. It is all about he and his family, I guess they're calling the name of the ad, Who is Ron DeSantis? It features DeSantis's wife, Casey. This is, this is, I think, the most powerful ad. It's very simple, but I think it's the most powerful ad that I have seen yet this year. Cut one. I get asked all the time, who is Ron DeSantis? Well, he's the kid who grew up right here in Florida, working his tail off, paying his own way through school, then volunteering to serve in the Navy and deploying to Iraq. He's the man who I fell in love with from the moment we met. And he's the dad of three very rambunctious, energetic children. Mamie, our two-year-old little comedian. Madison, our beautiful, sweet five-year-old. And Mason, our four-year-old athlete. But if you want to know who Ron DeSantis really is, when I was diagnosed with cancer and I was facing the battle for my life, he was the dad who took care of my children when I couldn't. 
He was there to pick me off of the ground when I literally could not stand. He was there to fight for me when I didn't have the strength to fight for myself. That is who Ron DeSantis is. Mm. Uh, it gives me goosebumps yeah, just listening I, I, to it. I, I, I mean, still, I've heard I'm, it some uh, four or five times. It still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, I, I still get a little choked up listening oh, yeah. to it, to be honest with you. Well, you're saying you played it to some folks in your office. Yeah. And Not a dry eye. No, it's it's very effective. The most effective ad I've seen in a long, long time. And, you know, I wouldn't want to run against that. Um, no. In a primary or in a general no. election. How are you going to run against that? Yeah, it's... Uh, and, you know, the thing about Ron DeSantis is, you know, probably Donald Trump's first time ever, for a Republican anyway, that would not take stuff from the media, the constant bashing without a fight. And Ron DeSantis won't either, but Ron DeSantis, he doesn't, you know, when they fired him, he doesn't go low. He beats them with facts. Right. And, uh, and doesn't call them names. Doesn't but. call them names and diplomatic when he's doing it. And I'm, and, uh, I'm telling you, if... Um, the only way I'd run against that if you told me that, uh, hey, you know, look, we, we found Ron DeSantis. We got some video of him killing a cat and a dog. I might would run against him then. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, you're not going to beat that ad. No. And no. and it, it sounded, you know, people can, you know, I'm sure I'm sure the left will say, well, you know what? There, you know, it was all, you know, it was all a show by her and this kind of stuff. Look, this. I mean, she made up the cancer. This beautiful young lady. Yeah. Um, had a serious, serious bout with cancer that may not be over. And I, yeah. for God's sakes, I hope it is for her and her family and for him and his family. But uh, this was from the heart. And oh, you yeah. could tell that she couldn't hardly yeah. get through it. And as effective as it is to hear, go online and look at it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it is. I mean, they got pictures of the kids. They got pictures of Ron when he was growing up, pictures of their marriage. And uh, it is, uh, it's powerful. And, and you're right. I, Old Charlie Chris, good luck, bud. Don't know what your next job's going to be, but you might want to get your resume ready. <laughs> He'll probably be a lobbyist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We're going to take a time out. We come back. Uh, the Democrats are uh, losing one of their own. Apparently, many of the Wokies don't really care, but uh, Tulsi Gabbard is saying sayonara to the Democrat Party. We'll be right back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in News and Views for a Tuesday, October 11th. It is Southern Food Heritage Day. And uh, the little cheat sheet that uh, Clark printed up for him is a picture of some uh, barbecue and it looks like collards up there. And what, what do you think about when you think of Southern food? What comes to mind? To me, it's black-eyed peas, a little bit of onions, a little bit of Tabasco sauce, perhaps. Yeah, that not Texas Pete though. <laughs> Did you hear about the lawsuit? No. Some guy from California is, you know, Texas Pete is made in North Carolina. Yeah, I've actually noticed some... false advertising. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> yes, he's, he's a guy from California is creating a class action suit and suing the company that's based in, I think it's in Winston-Salem. I actually have known some people that's worked with the company before, and suing for false advertisement. I, you know, <laughs> Come on. I, I mean, <laughs> you, 
only someone from California yeah. would do this. I mean, you yeah, got to have right. a little personal responsibility, like flip the bottle around yeah, and, and see where made, it's made. Made in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, chances true. are, yeah, the the hot sauce I would be putting on is is Texas Pete. And I'd, I'd be honest with you, I didn't realize it was made in uh, Winston Salem. Yeah, I think it's Winston Salem. I know it's in the in the Triad area. It is October 11th, and uh, forecast is uh, pretty good for the rest of the week. We're going to have a little bit of rain coming in on uh, Thursday, but uh, tonight's low is going to be about 48 with clear skies. Tomorrow, a few afternoon clouds, otherwise a high of 77. Tomorrow night, the rain will start. We'll have a low of 62. Showers and thunderstorms with a high of 75 on Thursday. Chance of rain on Thursday, 80%. Uh, The Friday looks pretty good, Uh, a little cooler High of 69, but lots of sunshine on Friday. And game day, Saturday, 70 degrees and uh, sunny. Uh, yeah, is that not perfect fall football weather? Oh, Especially yeah. for ECU's homecoming Saturday. Oh, yeah. you you know, it's go. a night game. You know, wear, wear your nice sweater. You know, you got, your, got your new uniform for the fall fall games. I mean, it's, it's going to be a perfect weekend, I think. Sounds good to me. Uh Oh, yes. Weather is brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Whether you're looking to spend the fall courtside or greenside, Ironwood Golf and Country Club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fee required. Remember, if you're headed to the beach this fall, pack your clubs because Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort, Compass Point Golf Club and Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington, for more information, contact Membership Director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. Join in the fun at Ironwood today, a part of the Renaissance Golf Group. When you join Ironwood, you get to join four other clubs in eastern North Carolina. The Daily Wire is reporting, and I, I find this really hard to swallow as this being an accident. Colorado officials claim they accidentally sent 30,000 postcards last month to non-citizens instructing them how they could register to vote. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> Democrat Secretary of State. Huh, how about this? It's how a about Democrat. Democrat. Well, Imagine that. Uh, interesting name, Jenna Griswold. <laughs> Not making it up. Jenna Come on, Griswold. man. Her office, uh, she's the Secretary of State. Her office said department employees had sent the postcards on September the 27th after comparing a list of 102,000 names provided by the Electronic Registration Information Center, a nonprofit organization aiming to improve U.S. voter rolls and advocating residents to vote. Quote, the department has become aware that approximately 30,000 eligible but unregistered postcard mailers were incorrectly sent to ineligible Coloradans. A spokesperson for the Colorado State Secretary's office told local media the office undertaking an internal review of the incident uh, will take corrective action that is warranted. Oh, you mean like giving somebody a promotion for doing that? (laughs) Griswold insisted non-citizens would not be allowed to vote the postcards, which the office printed in English and Spanish, read a message from Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold. Our records indicate that you and your household may be eligible to vote, but do not appear to be registered at your current address. Now, here's my first question. Why are the taxpayers doing this at all? Why are Listen, if you don't have the wherewithal and the responsibility 
and the basic knowledge of your civic duty to go out and register to vote, why are we begging people to go register to vote? Well, you answered it. I mean, is there any reason? I mean, we got to know why all over the country, Democrats all over the country, is ignoring. I mean, in North Carolina, we're ignoring the Constitution, or we took it yep. to a Democrat Supreme Court and ignored what the Constitution says. But they just uh, they want to ignore any identification. They want to ignore if anyone's citizens. I mean, that was intentional. Guarantee that was yeah, intentional. Absolutely. So the mailers did not include um, that residents must be 18-year-olds to vote. Griswold's office said they plan on sending out a correction to the non-citizens. So you got to who's going to pay for that? Griswold, no big deal. Charge it to taxpayers. <laughs> According to local media, while the office had compared the list of potential unregistered voters to local DMV records, the data had included non-citizen drivers with Colorado driver license, which the state issues for non-citizens to drive legally. The National Council on State Legislature's website shows Colorado is one of the uh, 17 states, along with the District of Columbia, that issue driver's licenses to non-U.S. citizens. This is so predictable. I mean, I've said it over the last 14 years doing this program. When you begin to open the door and say, well, we just want to make sure they have a valid driver's license, and then at the same time you're saying, well, you know what? We need to make sure the people can register to vote when they go get the driver's license mm-hmm. or get it renewed. Let's make sure that happens. It's, it's like you don't have to be a brain surgeon to figure out, yeah, and the next thing you know, you're going to have a bunch of illegals registered to vote. And that's exactly what you're going to have. And now you have the Secretary of State in Colorado encouraging them, please come and vote. And you got social media today. I had an ad pop up with me uh, wanting me to uh – Hey, do you, are you interested in, in voting? Uh, click the box and see what your voting voting rules are online by your state and th- this type of thing, or, or requesting an absentee yep. ballot. And just like I saw last week in Pitt County, there was 12% of the total um, voter registration in Pitt County had requested absentee ballots. Now, uh, you know, I'm sorry. There's not a need for 12 percent of registered voters. No. Absentee ballots should be for special yep. situations. And yes, it used to be. You, yeah, you have to. You had to used to go. And not that many years ago, you had to basically state your case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't just ask for it and automatically get it. You know, what's the deal? You're going to be out of the country. You're going to be out of the state. What's the deal? You're going to be in the hospital because you got to go in for an operation. Those kind of things were legitimate reasons. But now. Just on a whim, if you want an absentee ballot, we'll make sure you got it. Yeah, and and you're right. These are coming from Democrats. And why are they coming from Democrats? Because they know their policies stink. They know that people that actually think through the issues, they're going to get clobbered. And uh, so what do they do? They're going to go and try to get as many of these people who shouldn't be voting, that don't have the responsibility to go out and check out the issues. We're going to drag them in screaming and crying until they... <clears throat> say uncle i'll vote for you yeah i just think they want to get their hands on the ballots to be honest with you oh yeah <laughs> that's oh what, yeah that's what it is five six one eight two five five we have a couple of larry's on the phone <laughs> larry number one please state your case hey larry hey, larry. hey how's it going gentlemen? doing good good to hear from you um 
I'm listening to your conversation about the gentleman in California is going to sue uh, Texas Pete yeah. here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And as I'm listening to you talk about this, I'm drinking my favorite afternoon drink that I drink when I get off work every day, and that's Arizona iced tea mucho mango. I look down on the back of the can, and guess what? It's not made Woodbury, in Arizona. Woodbury, New York. <laughs> Woodbury, New York. So I want to, you know, either I'm going to call, email this guy up and give him a little bit. I might have to sue Arizona Iced Tea now. There you go. <laughs> well, you can go class action again. Go go to Arizona and, yeah, go after him. Go after Arizona with Iced Tea. All, with, with all the things that are going wrong in the world right now, this is the best somebody's got. Yeah. Well, I don't think Arnold Palmer owns the Arnold Palmer anymore, does he? No, I don't think so. I think so. he sold it. So that's a uh, false <clears throat> yeah, advertising. You remember they used to have the, I think it was, was it Tostitos commercial with the, was it? Yeah. With, with yeah. the dipping sauce. Yeah. It, it was it, made it, in New York City, yeah. New York City, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, hey, the guys from California, uh, the continued attempt to Californicate America. Yeah. 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 Larry, thanks well, for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks, Larry. 561-8255. Let's go to Larry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Larry. I'm I'm from I'm a, moved here to Aden about two years ago. I'm from Lexington, North Carolina. Yeah, and I'm very familiar with Western Salem. And Garner Foods started in 1929, and they do make Texas Pete. They the one started it in 1929. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I've actually known some people who's worked with some of those people and and knew the Garner family years ago. Um, as, as I didn't, didn't he like run a barbecue joint or something in Winston Salem and created the sauce? One of them did, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Is it is it still owned by the Garner family, or has it been bought as out? Far as, I, as far as I know, it is. Okay, well, that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big business. I mean, I, I know they ship all over the United States. I'm assuming they probably ship all over the world. They make delicious chow chow. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I, I listen to. You. I listen to you guys every day. Well, well I appreciate, appreciate that, Larry. Thank, thank you, you, sir. For, thanks for listening. Thank you, sir. And uh, thank, thank you, you for the information I get from you. Bet. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting hungry for some barbecue know, in Texas. Talk ta- too we've, much about food. I know we've talked about barbecue. We've talked about black eyed peas, collard greens, cornbread. Uh, I don't think I'll be having that salad tonight. After all. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're gonna take it. a timeout. I'm gonna get to that Tulsi Gabbard story. We gotta take a timeout first. We'll be right back. like secure internet with speeds up to one gig learn more at optimum.com slash business new business customers only price includes auto pay discount additional restrictions taxes and fees apply visit website for details at doug henry ford in aiden the 2023 order banks are now open yes it's a new way of buying cars and trucks and at doug henry ford in aiden they're making it as simple as possible for you they've even set up an entirely new department to handle your order track it and make sure it gets delivered to you as promised they'll even give you weekly updates on the progress of your order get in the pipeline for your brand new 23 ford Ford car or truck. Contact your customer order specialist, Greg Dawson, at Doug Henry Ford in Aiden, 252-746-6171. In the studio with Lisa Pendry from Fabric and Home Furnishings in Arlington Village in Greenville. Lisa, your tagline is so much more than just a fabric store. What do you mean by that? 
Henry, we do offer complete design services. We have a furniture showroom and a fabric showroom together so we can help with the entire design process. From floor plan up, we offer custom furniture, bedding, upholstery, whatever you need. Tell me about your in-home design services. Henry, our goal is to make the design process fun. We walk into their homes, hold their hands, and help them transform the home from fabric to furniture to drapery, whatever we need to do to make it happen. Therefore, you're so much more than just a fabric store. <laughs> and tell us about your hours. We're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 530, and on Saturdays, we're open 10 to 4. And you're online? We are. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. All right, Lisa Pendry with Fabric and Home Furnishings in Arlington Village. So much more than just a fabric store. Your farm is much more than just landing crops. It's your family's heritage and future. My name is Donna Byram with First Choice Insurance Partners, and it's my job to help protect the future of your farm when the unexpected happens. Call me today at 252-792-1189 and leave the headache of all the time-consuming paperwork to me so that you can focus on what matters most. Your family, your farm, your legacy. My mama sure does love her farmers and Farmers Feed America. Mow like a pro with Grasshopper Midmount True Zero Turn Mowers. With cutting widths ranging from 41 to 72 inches, fast speeds, and a big fuel tank, you can mow all day and finish before the sun goes down. Premier Equipment Company can show you Grasshopper's fingertip control for every agile move and total command of the yard. For more information, give Larry a call at 746-8200 or stop by Premier Equipment in Aden and Joe in Washington at 946-9555 today. Now's the time to see for yourself that Grasshopper is first to finish, built to last. Optimum Biz. Business is here with 24-7 business customer support. Get closer to your goals so you can go farther with products like secure internet with speeds up to one gig. Learn more at Optimum.com slash business. New business customers only. Price includes auto pay discount. Additional restrictions, taxes, and fees apply. Visit website for details. None of us chose this war. When the saber rattling. He could pick a symbolic target. Goes nuclear. In the end, it comes down to, will he ever use it? And the world's on edge. He's obviously acknowledging that he ordered those strikes. Is this Biden's Armageddon? North Korea threatens things that are very extreme. Hear about it. Talk about it. As far as Joe Biden, everything he touches turns into a disaster. Welcome back to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96 and 103.7. Tom, Benny, and Clark, and um, Tulsi Gabbard decided she's had enough. You know, here's the problem that Tulsi had. <laughs> Tulsi is too pretty to be a Democrat woman. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to rack my brain here and think of um, anybody on the national state. Well, you know. That's why – why do you think Hillary hated Tulsi so much? It yeah. wasn't what she was saying. It was Hillary wanted to be the prettiest woman on that stage, and that's a <laughs> – yeah, I mean, she – I mean, she, That's a stretch. Yeah. You think? You know, you remember Hillary said that uh, Tulsi Gabbard was a Russian ass, asset. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, she was the only one on that stage. Apparently, that, that's the only thing Hillary could say about people is, yeah. you know, you're a Russian asset. But she was the only one on that stage that actually didn't seem like a nut yes. <laughs> during the primaries. Yes. Well, I mean, I back then, and of course, that's where really when everybody was introduced to Tulsi Gabbard. You know, who who was this this gal from Hawaii? And uh, it it was really sort of interesting because you you would watch those as much as you could stand to watch those debates, and you said to yourself, "What what is she doing up there?" Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she didn't sound like a Democrat. Of course, she voted for Bernie Sanders. Um, I mean, that was she admitted she voted for Bernie Sanders. I guess I, maybe, I, maybe it was in the primary. Um, see, this is this is what scares me about somebody who is willing to admit they 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 voted. Now I don't know if she'd do it again, but they voted for Bernie. And now, now she didn't say she was joining the Republican Party, but she came out today and said that she has had it with the Democrats. Cut, for, uh, cut two. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Now, I don't see a long line of people following behind Mm -hmm. Tulsi Gabbard because I don't think there's that many of them. I think she was a rare breed. Uh, now, and that does not sound like somebody who would have voted for Bernie Sanders. No, but I, you know, I can't imagine. Um, I, you know, is is this a is this the first shot that she's taken at? Uh, hey, she's going to be on the ballot twenty twenty four as an independent. You know, could be. Um, and again, she hasn't joined the Republican Party, but she's definitely left the Democrat. And Party. I would like to ask her. Maybe she is. Maybe someone has asked her. She's answered this, but. What one issue does the Republican Party stand for that you don't that would make you vote for? Uh, uh, and and uh, I mean, Bernie Sanders is a socialist. I would go further, further than that. So I'd say further than that. He, he's Mar- I mean, he Marxist. Just look yeah. at his history oh, and yeah. what the, his writings. I mean, he is a Marxist yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. So, what one issue in the Republican Party leads you to go that far away? I mean, I used to think Bernie Sanders. I didn't agree with almost nothing that came out of his mouth but i thought he was i thought he was honest in his beliefs but he, he's really just a hypocrite he's just a less of a hypocrite than most yeah. democrats but i mean he's he's like veteran i mean he's you know he lived in his parents basement for ever before he finally got married and took his honeymoon over in russia yeah bernie, bernie sanders has basically his entire adult life has not had a job he lived lived off the money of his spouse until he got his first government gig and he's been on government gigs the rest of his life yeah the one thing that worries me about uh, and and again she's not necessarily saying go go join the republican party but you know i i think there i think tulsi i think i don't i don't can't read her mind but i think she's sincere in what she said and she's been fairly consistent i mean you see her all the time on tucker carlson and he's on uh uh, Jesse Waters. Um, I think she's sincere, but frankly, I also think there will be opportunists who will look at the shellacking that's going to come up in November 
and say to themselves, I need to get out while the getting is good, strictly being an opportunist, not being any kind of conservative or not having real convictions other than what is good for my political career. And for them, you know, just, just stay in the Democrat Party. Don't 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 leave. Well, you know, we, for for our Democrats that listen, and I know we have some that listen out there. Ask yourself this: is ju- just how far and radical has the Democrat Party become? Because when you listen to Tulsi Gabbard in the primaries, I mean, she didn't. I mean, basically, she didn't have any radical ideas mm-hmm. she, uh, that was no. so far from the from. Uh, the traditional Democrat Party. Well, she could have actually been up on the stage with the Republicans. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so why why did they? I mean, they 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 you know they abused her. They kicked her out of the party. Of course, you know she single handedly took down Kamala Harris, which you know Kamala Harris was like a time bomb. Somebody just needed yeah. to make, make sure they you know lit the well, fuse. Nobody else would light the fuse because yeah. she was a black woman. <laughs> yeah, but she wasn't afraid of it. Right. She probably could get away with it. But that just tells you how far the Democrat Party and how extreme they are now is that they just. Uh, yeah, you know, basically they ran her out. They ran her out because she's not radical enough. Because she doesn't believe in defunding the police. She doesn't believe there's not a crime problem in the United States, and uh, she thinks we ought to have borders. Yep. I mean, you got you, if you don't have a if you don't have borders and border security, you don't have uh, you don't have a country. No. Well, and there's a number of Democrats today, after she made this announcement, that came out and just totally ridiculed her. Just like, good riddance, we never knew you were a Democrat, you know, you, you're more of a right-wing Republican, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but the, these are the people that are supposed to be tolerant. Yeah, and, and I, I haven't seen a single statement. I didn't see that today of, from any of the Democrats that came out against her today. But I bet the phrasing and the wording is exactly the same, and they're reading off the same sheet of music. They're 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 afraid of Tulsi Gabbard, uh, and I guess it's yeah. I guess it's maybe because she's the one only one with the guts to expose what the Democrat Party is all about in 2022. We've got to take another time out. Uh, and, you know, people probably think I'm a chauvinist pig for what I just said, that, you know, she's a pretty Democrat and there's not too many pretty Democrat women in the Democrat Party. How uh, dare you? Yes, how dare me. That throaty <laughs> voice of hers got a thing. You know? <laughs> no, no. Anyway. You're in trouble, too. Stay with <laughs> us and we'll try to get out of it after the break. Back to the show that really makes you think. He is a genius. He's all-powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So, uh, trying to dig out of the hole our comments about uh, Tulsi Gabbard. She is a pretty lady. I'm, I'm, I'm... I'd say that. My, my wife would actually agree with my comments. <laughs> well, we're not quite in the hold at Troy Aikman's end today. <laughs> no, we are not. I was going to bring that up. The cancel mob is out for Troy Aikman after his allegedly sexist comment on a penalty called on Monday Night Football. Aikman, who uh, helped the Cowboys get to three Super Bowl champions, um, when there was a um, rather rough tackle – it was the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Raiders and the Raiders. <clears throat> it was it was just a good tackle. To Vincevin, Chris Jones comes and tackles uh, the Raiders quarterback uh, Derek Clark, and Troy Aikman said, "This is the terrible sin that he committed." He said, "I hope that the competition committee looks at this during the set of meetings and we take the dresses off." <laughs> How dare you! 
Yeah, I mean, and and this is what everyone is getting upset over. Mm. And that was after Sunday's game, Tom Brady, and, and, and it actually, yeah, he got a rough tackle as it, well. It, it actually had a impact on the game. Well, it was a tackle, and they called roughing the passer, and it was not roughing the passer. And it's all a result of um, you know Tua with Miami Dolphins a week or so ago that had the had the concussion. Right. Um, they, they're kind of going overboard now to protect the quarterbacks. But last night, the guy just hit him and took him to the ground and. And they flew through the flag. Through the flag. And, and look, the, the NFL, I know they're trying to protect the quarterback, but with these quarterbacks now more than ever before are big, athletic. What are you oh, going yeah. to do, just hit them and, and think they're going to go down on their own and then they flip around and they throw an 80-yard touchdown? It's, it's madness. Well, and, and the <clears throat> fact of the matter is, every now and then they run. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're if, – if they're going to stay in the pocket and not move out of the pocket and have a little circle that they can't go out of, and if they go out of that circle, then they're going to get penalized. Maybe that's how you ought to change the rules. But the fact is, they can run. They're part of the game, and they're supposed to be tackled. Yeah, but watch out, Troy Aikman. The woke mob is coming after you. Yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, Troy, keep saying what you're saying. I love it. It's a uh, wear it as a badge of uh, honor. And thanks uh, for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. See you at 5. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.